Welcome to the Manuscript Academy podcast, brought to you by a writer and an agent who both believe that education is key. The beauty is the people you meet along the way. And that community makes all the difference. Here at the Manuscript Academy, you can learn the skills, make the connections, and have access to experts all from home. I'm Julie Kingsley. And I'm Jessica Sinsheimer. Put down your pens, pause your word counts, and enjoy. Hey guys, we have a very special guest today. You may know Heather Cashman as Brenda Drake's partner in Pitch Wars. She's now an agent with Storm Literary, and we love what she has to say about being on both sides of the desk. She's done so much for the writing community, and we know you'll enjoy what she has to say. Also, it's gratifying to hear an agent say once she thought agents were intimidating. She also once worked genetically engineering plants, you guys. She's really smart. (laughs) So cool. Before we get started, we have a few announcements. First is Thanksgiving week here stateside. So if you need a pep talk before heading home to face questions about your writing, head to manuscriptacademy.com slash. Lulu also wishes you a very happy holiday. Head to manuscriptacademy.com slash holiday. Speaking of holiday, we have our third annual holiday e-party coming on December 16th, 8.30 p.m., New York City time. We have a special guest who's hosting a write-in, a happy hour with your new writing friends, prizes, surprises, and more. That, again, is totally free starting at 8.30 p.m. because I am not a morning person, New York City time. We also have gift certificates available for the critique partner who has everything. Or if you're building your holiday wish list... You can ask for classes, critiques, meetings with agents, and more. Head over to manuscriptacademy.com slash gift. And without further ado, here's Heather. It is my great pleasure to welcome Heather Cashman, who is Associate Literary Agent at Storm Literary. Welcome, Heather. Heather, I'm going to read your bio because it's great. So Heather has always loved literature. Surrounded by books from her earliest memories, she read picture books, biographies, poetry, and all genres of fiction. While she devoured any book that told a good story and introduced a new world, she especially loved the ones that made her want to be the heroine of her own life. As Heather grew up, her work in biochemistry inspired her imagination for creating worlds. Writing for enjoyment turned her interest in improving craft Heather has always loved meeting authors and working on their books as a collaborative partner. She was a professional editor for Cornerstone Literary Consultancy, editing middle grade, young adult, and adult books. She also helped authors by working as managing director of Pitch Wars, hashtag PitMad, and Pitch Madness, as well as being a Pitch Wars mentor. Before becoming associate agent at Storm Literary Agency, Heather interned for three years at the Bent Agency and Entangled Publishing. She helped authors from the pre-query stage to acquisitions, and she also worked as a freelance editor and a consultant for traditional and non-traditional publishing. She's excited to continue helping authors as their agent. Thank you so much. I'm I'm so grateful for you having me too. Well, we've been watching you for a while, and we've been impressed with all of the things you have been doing in so many different areas. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you knew you wanted to work with Pitch Wars? I'd written a few books, and I hadn't had much luck with querying. Uh, I'd done a lot of research online to figure out what I was doing wrong, and I read a lot of articles and started going to conferences. And my craft was improving uh, with every book that I wrote. But I really wondered what more I could do to learn about how to become a published author. 
And I realized that there was a lot more going on with getting a book published than just the craft of writing. So I decided the best way to figure it out was to break into the business side of uh, publishing. So I began volunteering at conferences and meeting people as much as I could. And several years ago, I went to a conference with a friend of mine who happened to be a Pitch Wars mentor. And I didn't know much more about Pitch Wars than what my friend had told me, that she really loved doing it and loved helping authors. And it seemed like a great way to help writers to improve their craft. An online contest where um, writers can submit their manuscripts to published authors or agented authors. And it's just like the querying process. So you query the authors during the submission window. And if you get chosen by one of those mentors, then they work with you for several months on your manuscript and help you to rework it, polish it, and get it ready for agenting to, to find an agent. And then once the manuscript is done and the pitch wars is Coming to a close, there's an agent showcase where the manuscripts are showcased, essentially. The first 250 words and the pitch are put on posts on the Pitch Wars website, and then uh, agents come and request those manuscripts. And it is a really great way of finding help. (laughs) I think that's the biggest thing is that people uh, come to Pitch Wars to find a community and to find help with their writing. And so that's what Pitch Wars is essentially. It is really wonderful and it has helped a lot of, uh, a lot of writers to get agents and move on to publishing. Yeah, it's amazing. So you were doing that, you're volunteering and then, so you turned into an online influencer and then you pivoted to being so, an agent. So um, tell us about I that. met Brenda at a conference and Uh, We hit it off really well, and she, by the end of the conference, she asked if I wanted to be her assistant, and I said, sure, because I was trying to dive into the publishing industry. And so um, I started working for her, and that year she had five books to write. She ended up, I don't know how it worked, but she she had a lot of books to write. No problem. And so instead of just being an assistant, I I basically became a partner. And we started doing pitch wars together. And I guess because, you know, you are in that mix of thousands of people who are all trying to get into pitch wars and everyone is a writer and we're all trying to move toward the same goal of getting better and improving our writing. um, I just fell into becoming an online influencer, I guess. I've never really thought of myself that way, but um, I felt like those the people that I interacted with were my community. They were my writing community too. Um, basically, I started, for Pitch Wars, I started um, going to conferences, presenting at conferences, having a lot of fun doing that, um, teaching classes and, and doing critiques. And I was at a conference with Vicky Salvaggio, who is a partner at Storm Literary. And we were talking at dinner one night, and she said that she was looking for agents. And I had had opportunities at agencies in New York 
Um, but I don't live in New York. And so I wasn't able to take those opportunities and, um, and storm allows you to work remote. And so, uh, Vicki welcomed me to storm and, that's that's basically how I became an agent is meeting people at conferences, which is really a wonderful way to um, network in the writing and publishing industry. We always talk about yeah. how it's about finding your people and how you know it's the journey. And I I love how your journey was just about getting better and moving forward, and that you fell into such interesting opportunities. It sounds like a really fascinating path. I also really like that you started out volunteering because that is often one of those things that is both good for you and good for the world, but also very, very smart. And so I think that's one of the best ways that people can get ahead in our industry is to think of something that can help people and do it. It was a good way for me to start just, you know, getting my feet wet because I was very new and I didn't know a lot. And when you're volunteering, there, there's you're helping people, but they're also helping you a lot. And they're willing to help you a lot more because you're trying to help them too. So it is definitely a really good opportunity. I've, I've done a lot of things in the industry over the years and loved a lot of things. And agenting takes all of those things I love and kind of bundles it into one package, which like, I love the editorial process. I love collaborating with authors and helping them improve. And I get to do that with clients, you know, helping them edit their manuscripts before you go on submission. I don't love the emotional roller coaster, but I do love you know, talking with people in the ups and the downs, the excitement of getting deals, but also the, you know, just being there for people when they are struggling because I've been there, you know, I've struggled. And so I love that part of it. I love networking. I love meeting with agents and editors and getting to know what they're interested in. And I just went and met with uh, a new editor that's doing graphic novels and learned all about graphic novels. And from the agenting side of things, I've always loved reading them. So it's like all of these things that I really love, I get to just continue learning about them and then putting those into practice. And yeah, it's really fun. I love it. That's awesome. I, you know, and I, I love just your, I love your, just your focus around all areas of the industry, but also your, your, you know, your background of there's so much struggle and the understanding that there's so much struggle. And I think that empathy um, goes so far when it comes to discussions about, you know, like your work and where you want to go and your whole career. Thank so you. I think you're off to a great start. I'm excited for you. So if I want to pivot, so you've seen so much what do you see as the major obstacles for writers and what are the best steps for um, them to get to the next level? Okay. So the major obstacles that I have found, I'd say the number one in the writing publishing industry is being emotionally resilient. The second one I would say is that constant battle of improving your craft while also writing something that will sell. Yeah. And I think that emotional strength comes from you know, surrounding yourself with positive writers, people who know what you're going through that are willing to help you and not tear you down. Um, and also giving yourself time to really grieve when you do get rejections or you do have setbacks, you know, even just 
setting up goals for yourself that you don't achieve, sometimes that is really difficult uh, and gets you down. And I think that, you know, you just have to, you have to realize that you're not alone and that there are other people going through it, but that also it's not the end of the world. Like there's, there's tomorrow and you can always write more words. I think that's the biggest thing is that you can always write more words. There are always things to say and stories to be told. I think that's my favorite line ever. Well, you can always yeah, write more words. It is. It's so simple, right? It's so simple. I mean, and, and, you know, I'm just, I'm like, I'm, that's like a tattoo. We've talked about tattoos here on the show before. <laughs> uh, correction. You've talked about tattoos. <laughs> I, I'm going to do a free read on tattoos. I don't have any, but, but that I think what is, is such as, yeah. you know, put it on your wrist. You can always write more words. It's, hmm. it's, it's profound. You could write that on your wrist in Sharpie and then you could always add more words to it. You could. And then they'd start fading away after a couple of days and then no more tattoo. Perfect. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so Heather, can you tell us some of your oh favorite stories from your times um, in Pitch Wars? I think my favorite parts of Pitch Wars, you know, Brenda and I, we would talk every single morning and um, there, there was so much to get done and we were constantly working on it and... Number one, my favorite was just that collaboration with her. Um, I love her dearly. <laughs> there were times when, so every, um, we always had the agent showcase. We always started the agent showcase around the 1st of November. And so we were always on Halloween night. We were uh, formatting the submissions that were going to go up for the agent showcase. And Brenda would oh. put on a mo- the same movie. It was always the same movie. And I can't remember the movie, but it was like, oh gosh, it was a Halloween movie anyway, about witches. And she would watch it. Wait, was it Hocus Pocus? Yes, it was Hocus Pocus. Wait. <laughs> I was about to ask you it was Hocus Pocus. Yeah, and so <laughs> um, she would be watching that and we would be formatting together and we'd like, we would talk on the, we'd always be connected on the phone and like formatting things and putting things up. And also I, I loved, there are so many so many times, and I can't talk about it too much or I'll cry, but there were so many times when, um, you know, people would DM us or be frustrated or felt like they weren't good enough or things like that. And it, there was a lot of really great just bonding with the community, with the writing community. And also, I loved being a mentor. Um, it was my favorite thing to help the people that I mentored, you know, find agents and help their manuscripts improve. And, and they went on and got really great publishing deals. And there is just some, there's an indescribable uh, joy that comes from that success of helping someone else to achieve their dream. And so for me, that's, that's what Pitch Wars is all about. And I think that's probably what my favorite memories all stem from. You guys did an incredible amount of work. And I feel like people only saw a small percentage of of it. Like they had no idea how hard you guys were working. So I just wanted oh, to say like, thank you. Thank yeah. you. I see it. I it appreciate it. it. You guys are amazing. Yeah, we would actually sit around and talk about you guys. We'd be yeah, like, we would. <laughs> like, wow, they're killing it. And we just... 
just the amount, the sheer amount of giving back to the writing world. Oh, mm-hmm. thank you. Just, well, like, I love earned it. your badge. You've like, earned your badge. It was basically yeah, a full time job was. for both and then of you, some, right? On some some weeks, yeah. But I loved it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade it for anything. Well, I think it can both be true that it was a wonderful experience and you were working incredibly hard and everyone should just, you. you know, give you a shout out and say thank, thank you. you because you did an incredible amount of work. So and you're <laughs> such an interesting character, Heather. When I was reading about your biochemistry okay. degree, <laughs> I was like biochemistry. And then I was thinking back to all of my science students that I've taught over the years. And I thought, publishing like it's it's a, it's an interesting pivot, and so the next question you don't it doesn't need to be about biochemistry at all, but I just had to say that. Um, so, what would you do in an alternative an alternative universe with no publishing? I I really loved it. Um, I worked in I worked in a plant sciences lab, and we were doing genetic alteration of plants, and I did really like that. I enjoyed it. Um, it was very engaging. What kind of genetic alteration i'm picturing uh the plant in what is that show? we were actually little shop of to... horrors <laughs> no are we talking carnivorous plants that's what i was thinking the perfect tomato no Ooh. we were trying to no fish genetically genes, alter yeah. uh crops to be so that they could handle being irrigated with salt water yeah and um i actually oh, ended up having to leave yeah. that lab before we finished the project but um but I really loved working there and it was very, very engaging and it gets you thinking about all the possibilities in the world. So that plus, Mm -hmm. you know, growing up on Star Trek and stuff like that makes you, you know, gives your mind a lot of things to. So what do you do when you're not engineering plants and saving (laughs) the writing world and, you know, and you're huge Uh, amounts of spare time, what do you do? I, I have three kids and they are 20, 21, and 23. So I like talking with them and doing stuff with them when I can. I love to travel. I love to road trip. It's one of my very favorite things to do is go on road trips. So I love doing that. And I write. I'm still writing my own books and loving it. I I kind of said a little bit before, but writing was a very solitary endeavor for me when I started. Uh, It was just basically a way to escape reality because I was living in a little tiny house that probably would fall apart if I cleaned it too hard. (laughs) I was writing, it was my therapy. And there was always this kind of dream of, you know, one of my books getting a six-figure deal or some, some crazy thing like that. And so I decided I wanted to be published, but querying was very discouraging and so uh, I thought agents were untouchable. I thought editors were gods. I would never be good enough. And I thought, you know, I just have to try. And so about that time, I was going to a local book group. And over the course of a few months, I met two authors. And one of them was a traditionally published author. She was lovely. And the other one was he had self-published himself. He had edited himself. He had done everything himself. And I realized that there was such a difference between those two people. And when I asked them, you know, after the book club was over, the one guy said, you know, oh, I know I do everything myself. And I don't, you know, I don't trust anyone to, to edit my books or anything like that. And I thought, 
that's really tragic because his story was good, but his delivery was so bad that we couldn't, we could never get to the story. The story was inaccessible. And so I realized Mm -hmm. after talking to the traditionally published author that she had this entire community of people behind her. And that was kind of my aha moment where I realized that it can't be a solitary endeavor. Like it has to be something that you, you know, that you do and with other people and you collaborate. And so at that point I joined a local writers group. I started having critique partners and I, and that is really when my writing, my own personal writing took off. And I felt like I could tell my stories the way that they needed to be told. And so, yeah, so that was my aha moment, I think. It makes me sad yeah. thinking about the person who was so close and yet so far, especially since, I mean, it's, it's of course it's hard to ask for help and to let people into your vision like that. But um, yeah, it makes me wonder if at some point right. there will be some looking back and wishing yeah. there were other decisions. I think a lot of people are very scared to share their ideas. They feel like their idea is going to get stolen or... yeah something like that. And I've had actually a lot of people because of running pit mad ask me about that. And, you know, my answer is always, if you give 10 people the exact same premise, you know, tell them all that the main character's name is Charlotte, every single one of them is going to write a completely different character, a completely different story And it's all because it's from them. The story comes from them and their background and through their lens of experience. And so you're never going to get the same novel, even if you have the same idea. So yeah, I think sharing ideas is, is important. You shouldn't be afraid of it. Well, but that's also probably what makes it so scary to share them because even if everyone has the same concept, you'll be able to see uh, yeah. what specifically was you it's in that so concept true. if you yeah. look at it. Yeah, as definitely. To else I, I actually just tweeted something about that, that, you know, every act of, every act of writing is, is takes courage or something like that because, because you are, you're sharing yourself, you know, with the world. That's difficult. And it's funny how even those little mundane moments, you know, people could describe opening a soda a million different ways. Um, and I've seen it so many different ways, but you know, you watch people and what they focus on in those little tiny mundane moments that Mm -hmm. we all know about. And I feel like that even that can be very revealing too. I had this professor who described it as a team of bubbles racing madly to the surface and like, it's just bubbles. Right. And yet it's not really interesting because of how it was put together. You know, I think it's interesting when you write something and you're, and you think that you're so original and then you're reading a book and all of a sudden you're, you see those same weird turns of phrases, you know, and you're like, no, I did that. I, I, I did that. I found that. And then you realize that there's truly no a hundred percent original ideas, but we're all using them differently. And we're all plucking from our own experiences and pushing them forward. So Heather, now that you have seen so much of our industry, what do you wish writers knew? Um, it is interesting. I, I guess this is kind of a continuation of my last question. When I had that, that aha moment and I realized that I needed a community, um, you know, I began putting myself out there and it's painful, but it's worth it because I, I did meet amazing people. I occasionally made a fool of myself, uh, introducing myself like to famous authors who I didn't know was a famous author, things like that. But I think that, you know, 
in all of that, the one thing that I wish people would, would do is to do that, to put themselves out there. I mean, I met, I met a lot of really amazing people and a lot of them were agents who, who taught me that all they really want is for writers to succeed. And, you know, they're like, as an agent, our success depends on the success of the author too. And so even when we're doing things like rejecting you or, you know, saying things to you that are painful, in reality, we're, we are trying to help. We're trying to be helpful. And, um, and sometimes it's not even that, you know, I've said this before, you're not, as an agent, you're not rejecting the person, you're rejecting the manuscript. And sometimes that's because the manuscript isn't ready, but sometimes it's also just because we're not the best fit for the manuscript. I think that one thing I would say is, you know, as an agent, it feels sometimes like I'm saying the same thing over and over and over, but that doesn't make it not true. I hope that writers know that when they are getting rejections, it's meant in the best way possible. And once I, you know, realize that as an author myself, it does help you keep going. It helps you to take those rejections and see them as, you know, critique and as trying to be a better writer rather than that we're just the bad guys rejecting people or being a gatekeeper because that's, that's really not what's happening. I really wish there was a way to show writers how personal rejection isn't. Um, Short of being an agent for a day, I don't really know how to demonstrate that. But, um, you know, I keep thinking my middle school had this teacher for a day and I was into it, right? I could not wait to lead a class and I thought like change their lives in an hour, right? Um, But it was such a great experience to get this, you know, opportunity to see things from the other side of the desk or the podium or what have you. And I do wish it was something that we could do for writers so they could really see, okay, mm-hmm. I'm making this decision for this reason, which has nothing to do with the writer. I'm making this decision for this reason, you know, mm-hmm. has a little bit to do with their choices, yeah. but they're still talented, and also, that kind like, of thing, you know? I have seen people have manuscripts be edited by one person, and it would take the manuscript in one direction, and then be edited by someone else, and it would take the manuscript in a completely different direction. And you know, sometimes as an agent, like I know myself, even if the manuscript is good, that I would not be the agent that would take that manuscript and do the best thing with it. Just like you were saying with um, every person would mm-hmm. write the same concept 30 different ways. If it was 30 different exactly. people, 30 yes, different agents exactly. would edit the same book 30 That's different true. ways. And the other thing I think that people don't know about agents is that we face a lot of rejection too you know, especially as a new agent, like I pick so many amazing manuscripts out of the slush and I've made some offers and, and I've lost those offers. And, you know, I'm, while I'm disappointed and it makes me sad that I lost those because I really loved the manuscript, you know, at the same time, I have to trust the author that they're doing the best thing for their career as well. And so, you know, it goes both ways in this industry. So ladies, I'm just blown away by how both of you, you know, look at the writers as a whole person and have our best interests. Thank you. It's amazing. And I'm hoping that people will now be able to hear your voice and hear how (laughs) wonderful you are. And you'll get lots of submissions from them. Love to have submissions. 
I am looking for um, middle grade and young adult manuscripts. I love, I have edited across basically all genres. Uh, the only thing I don't like is things that are really gory. So pretty much every genre. And I love genre mashups. Even if they're kind of a hard sell, I still love doing them. You can find me at uh, www.stormliteraryagency.com on our about page. I'm, I'm right there. And my submissions instructions are on the submissions page. And I also have a website that tells you a little bit more uh, in detail about the things that I'm looking for. And that is just my name, www.heathercashman.com. Heather is at Heather Cashman. Thank you so much, Heather. It's been a pleasure. Yay. Thank you. Isn't she amazing? If you're going to get in touch with any agent today on Twitter, add Heather to your list. I actually like that idea, a goal of interacting with one agent a day. So just to recap, if you're heading home and facing questions like, how's your book going? And, and are you a New York Times bestseller yet? Head on over to manuscriptacademy.com slash holiday for a pep talk for writers by writers. It's cute, fun, and about 10 minutes. And if you're looking for writerly gifts, either for yourself or others, head on over to manuscriptacademy.com slash gift. Or, you know, write down that URL and leave it around the house. It might work. Thanks again for tuning in. Happy holidays. We are so glad that you joined us. And as always, we appreciate your feedback. Just head on over to the iTunes store and let us know what you think. It not only helps us make this podcast be the best it can be, but it also affects our ratings within the iTunes platform. We'd love to hear from you. If you're feeling brave and want to submit your page for our first pages podcast, you can send it to academy at manuscriptwishlist.com with first pages podcast in the subject line. We'd also just love to hear from you. And if you'd like to learn more about the Manuscript Academy and everything we have to offer, just jump on over to manuscriptacademy.com.